everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober. I'm late. It's Wednesday, August 3rd at 3.25. It's Elizabeth Chance, also known as Busy. Today is episode 307 with the title of Uncomfortable, but this too shall pass. And we are sponsored today by Sober Link. Each and every person in the fight against alcohol addiction has their own reason for recovery. Maybe it's a husband, wife, daughter, son, mom, dad, best friend, colleague, job, hobby, or just yourself. Whatever your reason for recovery, we're all in this together. On Busy Living Sober, our mission includes changing the stigma associated with addiction. That's what Busy Living Sober is all about. That's why I've partnered with Silverlink to expand and strengthen their community even further. Silverlink is a remote on alcohol monitoring technology created to help provide accountability for people in recovery. The system includes a high-tech breathalyzer device with facial recognition that allows you to share your sobriety in real time with loved ones who can offer support in the event of a slip or even a relapse. Soberlink has helped hundreds of thousands of people document proof of sobriety in real time to help rebuild trust and foster peace of mind. Soberlink is currently building a strong community of people in recovery. Get inspired and inspire others today by joining the community at www.soberlink.com slash BLS for Busy Living Sober. And here we are on Wednesday. The twenty, the third of August, time is sure flying by, and um, I'm back. I graduated. I graduated. I got my yoga teaching certificate. Oh my gosh! But boy, oh boy, was it uncomfortable! Oh my gosh, you guys could hear that it was uncomfortable many times on the podcast. I was like, I'm quitting. This is for the birds. It's too much. But in the end, um, I stuck with it and it was, um, it was amazing in that I left, wanted to leave on so many accounts because of the uncomfortableness, right? The uncomfortableness, the uncomfortable, 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 and, um, expectations not being met that I had. And those are about me, right? The expectations are about me. They're not about anybody else. They're about me. So I had expectations that weren't met. Um, I was uncomfortable. It wasn't, you know, ideal situations. That's all I'm going to say. But I loved that I walked through the uncomfortableness. And I think I mentioned this on the podcast either last week or the week before, that being uncomfortable is so much like it is in recovery. You know, in the beginning of recovery, and as you guys might all know, that in 11 days, I will have on the 14th, God willing, I will have 16 years of continuous sobriety, but I still remember that first day. And cause it was so, I was like 16 years ago today, I was drunk. I'm sure I was drunk. Um, and I was at my three little kids and it was shit show. And, um, today I just did something that I've always thought that I've wanted to do. 
And I mentioned, I think this as well, is that I wanted to do this yoga teacher training to get more spiritual. I definitely wasn't going to do be a Bikram, who's totally disgusting. Anyway, by the way, because if you haven't read, watched that movie about Bikram, he's not a great guy. It wasn't about getting hot yoga. It wasn't about my body on the outside. It was all about the inside and sitting through the uncomfortableness, breathing through the uncomfortableness. And I did all that. And now here I am, you know, two days later, I did sleep 12 hours last night. I mean, I went to bed at 10 and got up at 10. I was so tired. Hence, this is so late today. Um, but I realized this morning when I was journaling, you know, I bought those cards. Does anybody, I don't know if any of you guys out there use Oracle cards, but they're so fun, right? You ask them a question and things come up. And I don't know, for me, they all have been kind of saying the same exact thing, um, which is slow down, let go, and everything's going to be okay. Now, I came into the program of AA 16 years ago, and I was like, people said this to me. They were, and I, these are not my words. I'm taking this from one of my friends along my path. Said, oh my God, when you came in, you were like a pinball, a pinball machine. You know, that silver ball, you take the thing and you pull it back and it goes, and you go, ding, 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 ding. And, um, I realized today that my entire life has been about that. It's about ding, 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 ding. It's getting these little highs. And I don't mean highs because of alcohol or drugs, but highs because, oh my gosh, I'm starting something new. I'm not comfortable in this. So I'm going to do something different. I'm not comfortable in that. I'm going to do something different. Nothing has ever been good enough. Do any of you guys relate to that? Nothing hasn't good enough, right? My husband's not great. My kids aren't great. My friends aren't great. My family definitely isn't great. I'm going to just move on. I'm going to move on. And I have never really even taken, I mean, they've said wear life like a loose garment and AA. And um, they've said other things that are like, relax, don't take yourself so seriously. And I can tell you that for the first time in my life, and it's just happened since I got home. So I'm only three days in. So I'm not going to say I've been doing this for a hundred years, you guys, by any stretch of imagination, or I've been doing it for six weeks, six minutes, six days. I've been doing this for three days. But in my third day, I got up this morning and I journal, as you guys know, every morning, because it's just my, and I meditate every morning. Cause I, if I don't, it's, I'm not, I don't have a great day, but when it came out of my thought processes, I just put the pen to paper is that I sit through sitting right now and not doing anything. Now, I don't mean I'm not doing anything because of course I'm making dinner and I'm cleaning the kitchen and I'm doing my podcast and I'm doing my other things. And I'm talking to people on the phone, but the thought of like wanting to go and do something because I'm uncomfortable and I'm going to be really honest here. So we all know I moved to this Island and I had been bitching so much about how I was the youngest person here. This is an old age community. Da, 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 da. Now I would never ever really focus on the fact that it's absolutely beautiful here. There's not a lot of people here right now. I hope it stays like this, but, and this isn't giving anybody ideas to move from Amelia Island, by the way, but anyway, um, there's birds everywhere. And um, all I wanted to do was leave. I don't know if any of you felt like that. Like, I just hate, you're like, I just can't wait for this to be over. I can't wait for this 
feeling to be over. I can't wait for this part of my life to be over. I can't wait for this day to be over. I can't wait for this summer to be over. I can't wait for this to start or that to start. When in reality, everything can start off new right now because it's on our heads, at least for me, it's in my head. It's in my head that I'm in a place that isn't good. It's in my head that I sit here and judge others by their age. Because I'm going to tell you, there's wise people that are a lot younger than I am. And there's wise people that are older than I am. There's not so wise people that are a lot older than me and not so wise people a lot younger than me. Age is irrelevant. Um, I think it's our journeys. I think there's souls out there walking on this planet that are a lot older than other souls, right? I think that there are... um, I think that there's some people that go through this life and all they do is drink and party and their life is about collecting things, people, uh, golf clubs, uh, all that sort of thing, which is great. Again, I'm not putting it, I'm not against it because let's face it. I have belonged to many golf courses and done that sort of thing in my life. And I'm, I'm probably not going to change that. I'm still going to enjoy playing golf. I'm still, but it's, um, when I'm playing golf I'm playing golf. When I'm painting, I'm painting. When I'm at a meeting, I'm at a meeting. When I'm doing yoga, I'm on the mat. Um, When I am on a walk, I'm on a walk. When my kids want to sit down and talk to me, I'm not going to have my phone. And if a sponsee calls, drop everything and pick up that phone call. I have, um, I feel like my brain has always been someplace else, like going to the forward place or going to the back place. I was not satisfied where I was living. I wasn't satisfied in the next place I was living. And then I came here and for the past, you know, year and a half, it's been so uncomfortable because I myself, I don't think I wanted to get comfortable. I didn't want life to be that good, that it was all okay that my husband adores me and I adore him and that's okay. There isn't a better thing that's coming up that I'm missing. There isn't um, regret. There isn't hope that this is going to change. I want to be blessed with everything I have right this second. Is that crazy? You know, it's like you drive your car. You're like, God, I'm so lucky to have this car. How many people have this car? Not very many. I'm so lucky to have this car or a lot of people have this car and I'm so lucky that I have one too. I'm so lucky that I have food in the refrigerator. I'm so lucky I live in the place I live. I'm so lucky I have the kids I have. Now, if you don't like your stuff, by the way, for a long time, you have, I say, go try something new and don't be scared of it. Embrace it because we only get one life. But when you're doing it, enjoy it. Don't wish that you were somewhere else. If you make a decision, I'm going to move. I want you to be excited about where you're moving to. And be like, I made this decision with my loved one. We're doing this together. And I'm excited about it. I'm not going to constantly think that, did I make the wrong decision? Because we all can make wrong or right decisions, right? How do we even know if they're wrong or right? Like in the middle of it, I think we all have good intentions, right? We all have a good intention that I'm going to make this decision to go here. And sometimes the decision you make wasn't a good decision. So you have to change it. But isn't it through these challenges that makes us human beings? Don't you think that? These challenges that we have in our lives 
we put on to ourselves. I made the decision to go to yoga school. No one else did. No one else did. No one said, click that button, pay, book, do the whole thing. No one did that except for me. My husband didn't do it. I chose to do that. Did I investigate what I was getting myself into? No, because that's not the type of person I am. I am a jump person and I embrace that. That is me. I don't think I'll ever be the person that's going to be like, right, where am I going? Is everything perfect? No, I normally just go. And if it isn't perfect, I fix it so that I'm at least comfortable. Um, And I think that accepting me for who I am and accepting the whole lot of it is like such a gift, right? And acknowledging I'm like 53 and I'm almost 16 years sober. And I can tell you that I'm starting to like me even more and more and more and realizing what makes me tick and realizing who I am as a human being and realize that some people aren't going to like me and that is okay. And I'm not going to like every person and that is okay. I don't know when or where it started that we were supposed to be a certain way. We were supposed to act a certain way. Well, I think acting a certain way is important, but I think that like at the end of the day, life is about the journey right? I believe life is about the journey. So we'll go back. I, you know, I was a drinker till I was 37 years old. Do I regret that? No. Did I have things happen that I wish were different? Yes. Can I go back and change it? No. What is that called? Acceptance, right? I'm accepting that's the way it was. Um, I accept that my life was the way it was. And today it's different. Would I have ever written my life to be where I am today? Never. No idea. I mean, I'm telling you two years ago, I had no idea where Amelia Island was, but, um, I would you, would I've gone to yoga school? No. Um, but I do half the things I've done. No. And there's this fear that we all have like, Oh my gosh, what's it going to be like? And I think that's a healthy fear. We need to have fear. Like I had to be scared of where I was going. I had to be uncomfortable during this whole entire thing and go, okay, I'm going to walk through this, even though I'm uncomfortable, even though I'm the oldest person, even though I'm in the worst shape of anybody here, I can admit all that. It is me. I am. I'm not a size two by any stretch of imagination. Um, I am not striving to look like a bodybuilder. I, you know, I want to look healthy, but beyond that, I, it's okay. Right. I eat chocolate and ice cream all the time. Um, I eat desserts. I like food. Um, I'm not going to deny myself that I already don't drink and I already barely eat any gluten. So, you know, what else can I tell you? And I can't eat dairy because it kills my stomach. So I've got all these things I've taken away. So, but any other food, bring it on. I make my own ice cream now, by the way. I guess maybe peanut butter and chocolate ice cream, not to digress. But when I, going back to what I, you know, regretting everything and wanting things to be different. It's, um, I had a phone call this week um, from a person that I've known since they were pretty much born. And um, 
that person has realized at a young age that they have, that they, they don't get along with alcohol. It takes the person to places that they are not happy about. And this person was scared enough to say, I want to change. I don't want to do this. Now, this is hard to do at a young age. I've seen a lot of people that got sober at young ages that are still sober today, that have decades, right? That have three decades of sobriety now. And um, they get sober at 20 or they get sober at 21 and they're still sober. And it is, um, it is such a gift you're giving yourself by getting sober. At least it has been for me. It has been the most amazing gift that I could give myself and my family. It has been the biggest thing I'd ever given myself. And I say that because, and not because I'm trying to toot my own horn. I just believe that I can identify my feelings that I've been feeling for so long. I didn't even know what a feeling was. People are like, are you feeling anxious? Well, I, anxiety to me is just fear, right? We all feel fear. I've been feeling fear since the minute I was a little kid. I mean, I've been fearful, right? I'm fearful that you're not going to like me. I'm fearful you are going to like me. I'm fearful that I'm not going to like where I'm going. I'm fearful that I'm not going to not like what I'm doing. You know, it can, it overwhelms our lives. So we all have this fear. I love that it's called anxiety now and they give you anti-anxiety medicine, but I think that there is a form of healthy fear. And I think that healthy fear can be the fact that you've realized that you and alcohol don't get along. And your fear is if I keep doing this, what's going to happen next? And it might not happen the first time you pick up a drink, but within time, it will happen again. You will again be in this place that you're like, oh my God, it beat me up. I don't know where I am, what I did, why am I in this hospital? What happened to me? And you go, what am I going to do next? And that's why I think it's so important to have a community and to be able to talk about things. Hence, that's why we have Busy Living Sober. You know, getting through the hard parts, getting through the times that you're like, this is uncomfortable. Yes, whoever told you that life wasn't going to be uncomfortable? Life is uncomfortable at times. Life can be very uncomfortable, especially if you live in this world. If you live in this world, it's going to be uncomfortable at times. There's no way it can't be. We can't not be uncomfortable. We all have to be uncomfortable. To what degree are you going to be uncomfortable? To what degree? Are you going to be uncomfortable to the point that you're going to, you can't do anything else, but in, get yourself into a place that you're taking drugs and you can't be comfortable? Or are you going to use other tools? I think a huge tool I saw and what I actually felt from this girl, uh, this person actually that called this week is that walking through the uncomfortableness, it, the first step for me for walking through it, the uncomfortableness is identifying what it is. Why am I uncomfortable? Why? I'm uncomfortable drinking because every time I drink, I get drunk. I'm uncomfortable in my life because this happened or that happened. I'm uncomfortable because of this thing that I've been carrying around that's been really gnawing at me. And we carry these things deep down inside because we're supposed to be stoic and we're supposed to ride our lives feeling a certain feeling and not expressing that feeling and pretending like everything's good when not everything's good. Right now, ever since COVID, the drugs and the alcohol abuse that's been going on, it's been 
incredibly difficult and horrible for so many people. So many people are dealing with addiction issues. So many. And what is it? What is the root of it? Yes, I think genetically we're all predisposed. I don't know if everybody's predisposed, but a lot of people are predisposed to alcoholism. They've had it in their family for generations, and the chances are that they're going to get this is better than that. But no one in the family talks about that. God forbid anybody admits why that there's alcoholism in their family and that you have to watch what you're doing to kids because God forbid we tell the truth. God forbid we are transparent with people around us. Obviously, you're not going to be transparent with a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, maybe even not even a 12-year-old. But by 16, when drugs and alcohol are being introduced, I mean, for me, I was 13 years old when I first had my first drink. I knew that there was alcoholism in my family, but did I know that I could get it? No way. I had no idea. I thought that, you know, everybody drank. And there was no solution. And, um, but that's where I went. I mean, I remember I drank because I was uncomfortable. I, it was introduced to me during a very difficult time as, uh, you know, in my tween teens, I had a lot of family issues going on at that time. And so when they introduced alcohol to me, it was like the perfect thing because it dulled everything. It made everything okay. It made everything so that I could deal with my life. And it made, it was all about the party, 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 party. And um, I didn't know what to do with feelings. So I ran away from them. And then when I got sober, I ran away from them. Um, if I felt uncomfortable, I'd leave. I mean, I was telling somebody that I, when I was at this, um, at this, at this teacher training, I was like, okay, I quit. I was asked to be on a board here on this Island to help other addicts. They said, will you be on this board? And I said, yes, but in reality, I didn't want to be on a board. I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I said, yes, because I was people pleasing. And then I beat myself up because I couldn't follow through with that. Then I said, I was going to be in a play and Henry had to move into his dorm and I couldn't do that. So every, like all these things that I had said I was going to do, I didn't do. I, I had all, when they asked me at the moment, I was like, yes, But when I thought more about it, I was like, I can't do this. I have too many responsibilities. There's no way I can give it the time and energy that it needs. I have too many other things on my mind. Not to mention, I was feeling out of place. And I was feeling like I was feeling kind of bad. I was feeling sad. I was going through empty nester syndrome. And there is such a thing. And I was feeling like I didn't have a purpose And my kids were pushing away from me because they want to be kids. They want to be adults now and they don't want their mom calling them every day. They want to go have a real life. I mean, I can't imagine if my mom tried to call me every day, but I did that and they were pushing me away and that hurt. And I think now I know that they were just being human beings that want to be human beings. And it's not about me. It's about them. And they don't need to talk to me every day, but God did that hurt. Um, And here I am now. And that, that uncomfortableness passes and it sometimes takes time. I mean, I think that I've been in this transition for, um, God, since 2015, that's a long time, right? It's a long time. 
It's a long time that I was in this transition. That's when my oldest graduated and went off to college. So it was all starting then. And it's now the youngest is graduate. It's just, it's so crazy to think what, you know, you spend a certain amount of your time doing this certain thing and making sure these human beings are living and being successful. And then they are, and they go away and you're like, okay, now what? And, um, it was uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable getting sober. I'm not going to lie. It's uncomfortable when you've been doing the same thing for a long time and changes it's uncomfortable when you've been a mom doing everything and you go from making dinner for four people down to making dinner for two people. It's not so much fun. And you're like, this is totally uncomfortable. I don't want to do it. But eventually you have to use that kitchen again. And you're like, why? Somebody's like, do you like to cook? I'm like, I like to make reservations. I don't want to, cook. but right now, you know, given our society and where we are financially, I've got to cook now at home more. It's just more cost effective. And let's face it. It's a lot less fattening. So I'm doing that and I am going through this life and it's everything that I've read from those cards I was talking about earlier is that I need to relax. I need to let go. I need to not worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. I need to give the advice that I give the people that I help, including you guys, my listeners that I love so much. I have to let go. And if that means just sitting here, sometimes and not trying to force something to happen is okay. It's totally okay. It's okay. If I clean my house all day, one day, and I don't get out of my pajamas, it's okay. If I just paint all day, it's okay. That I am just okay. Being a person that's going to figure out what I'm going to do next. It's okay that I'm an alcoholic. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay that not everybody's going to like me. It's okay. Because, you know, life is about living and the journey and all these decisions and decisions we make that we regret and decisions that we make that we are so happy about. It all makes up who we are as a human being. I met a woman on this journey who's had cancer five times and she's in remission right now. And she said, I said, how did you do that? I like look at you because I've watched so many people die about cancer. And she said, I made it my friend. I didn't, fight it. I made it my friend. And I think obviously she took chemotherapy and did all those things, but it was like her friend. She's like, or if you're going to live in my body, I just don't want you to kill me. But I was just looked at this woman in such awe. And I'm like, wow, wow, wow. Because I feel like right now in our society, so many people are fighting. We're fighting this. We're fighting that. You know, I like, I'm proud to be an American, like, and I always have been, and I am proud that I can make choices in this world. I'm proud that I can go and vote. I'm proud that, um, 
I'm proud that you may have a different opinion than me. I can listen to that now. I can respect, I can listen to what, why you think differently than I think. And it's okay. Can you imagine if we all thought the exact same? Can you imagine if we didn't screw up? Can you imagine if you were perfect? I do that in air quotes. I've never been perfect. I don't strive for perfection in my life. I'm, I kind of feel blessed by that because I, I, it actually gives me, by not being perfect, or even, I, I would never be perfect because I know I would never be perfect. I know there's no way of ever getting there. So I just, you know, I just concede to the fact that there's a mess. Look at this office behind me. If you're watching me on YouTube, you can see my office. It's, total, it's a mess, but it's my mess. And I own it and it, it's not hurting anybody. It's not, um, it's okay. There's not any bugs in my house or anything like that. And it's pretty manageable. Um, and it's okay. It's okay. It's a healthy amount of, of mess for me. It's not a ton of a mess. It's just here in my office, but it's okay for me. I don't want to drive myself crazy, you know, being something that I think think that you may want me to be because to be honest, I'm not a mind reader. I don't know what's important to you. Is it important to me? And why should your like the way you do it works for you. The way you vote works for you. The way I vote for works for me. Does that make us bad people? No, it makes us America. I mean, from day one, it's like all about the differences. You know, my roommates down at the school, one is originally from South Korea and the other one is from Russia. And um, it was amazing. I just loved just talking to the two of them about what the, their cultures were like and what it was like growing up like that. And I would never have, I would have been about getting drunk with them back in the day. I would not have listened. I wouldn't have been as curious as I am now. You know, I think that's something else that grows when you get sober. It's like you wasted so much time being in this prison of booze. And it really was our prison. It was like what we thought about all the time. So this prison had us in this place of like, am I going to have enough? If I don't have enough, what am I going to do? If I have too much, how am I going to get home? It just overtook our entire life. So we take that away. We take away the alcohol and here we are and we think life's going to be boring and life's going to be horrible and we're never going to be able to have fun again. I'm going to tell you something. My life is so much more interesting today. I can sit in uncomfortable. Now, I'm not going to sit in an uncomfortable wet bathing suit. I'm going to tell you that for very long, but I can sit. I'm hoping somebody laughed at that, by the way. Um, but I can sit in situations that I know are going to pass and know that this too is uncomfortable. And from this uncomfortability, I know I'm going to grow. And as much as I want to stomp my feet and kick my feet up and just do everything else and act like a three-year-old, I can do this. And so being uncomfortable is okay. Embrace it. This too shall pass. You will make it through this. 
and you will look at yourself like I have and gone, why was I so freaking uncomfortable? I mean, let's look back at it. I did it. It was 18 days. It's a blip in my life. These other kids that were, they were like, oh my God, that's a lot. Like 18 days is nothing when it comes to, to life. But, you know, it's, uh, it's growth. We don't, at least I don't want to go into those pearly gates, those arches, those golden arches, and I'm not talking about Mickey D's, those golden arches in the sky, because I do believe in heaven. And I want to slide in there and I want to be like, oh, that was an awesome ride. I learned a lot there. And um, that's what it's about. It's about the journey. It's about knowing that you are not alone, that you can do this. I want you to know you can reach out to me anytime at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busylivingsober.com, B-U-S-Y. And um, it's okay. It's okay. I promise it's not going to last forever. And some decisions, you might be in something that's so uncomfortable that you can't manage it anymore. And you're like, I have to make a change. Embrace the change. Embrace the change. Yeah, it's going to be scary. You don't think it's going to be scary if you're moving? If You don't think it's going to be scary if you're starting a new school? You don't think it's going to be scary if you're starting a new job? You don't think it's going to be scary if you're just getting sober? Of course it's going to be scary. It's a good amount of fear. When I got sober, I was so scared that my life was going to continue with me waking up in the morning going, it's like this again. It's like Groundhog Day. I hate myself again. I did this again. And then, and today, I have a huge fear of picking up. I still get scared that I'm going to relapse because I've seen it happen to so many people. So I stay diligent. Now, that's my little teaser for next week's podcast because we'll see what I have to say about what I do to prevent getting into a relapse and what I, it's been like for me to watch people that have done it and my feelings about it. But we're not there yet. We're still here today. So it's okay to be uncomfortable. Be uncomfortable. Just know it'll pass. And if it's too uncomfortable, you can't change it. Especially if someone or something is hurting you. Because physical abuse or emotional abuse is not worth it. You can change. Now you can also call people, professionals to help you out. Doctors, mm -hmm. friends. Just don't do this. You don't have to do this alone. Even if you have to write to me and ask me for advice, I'll give you advice. But again, it's my opinion. This has all been my opinion only. It is not the opinion of anyone else. It's just Elizabeth Chance's opinion here on Busy Living Sober. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'll be back next week. I've been getting a lot of people writing to me wanting to come on my show. I don't know. I still kind of like just doing it myself because let's face it, we don't know what the opinions of other people are until we get them on here. And sometimes you're like, really? I don't believe that. So why even go there? Okay. That's it. Enough rambling from busy. Have a great week. Thanks for being you. Thanks for listening. Love you all listeners. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to my channels or share them with your friends. And just know that you can do this one day at a time. Take care, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye.